Hello there, Nunder Mifflinites, and welcome back to The Office ASMR Sleepy Time Podcast to fall asleep to, to relax to, to rest. Tonight we are on episode 5 of season 3. This is Initiation. This was directed by Randall Einhorn and written by BJ Novak, aired October 16th, 2006. And uh, I think usually I like to talk about how I fall asleep, or how you can fall asleep, or some other things, but uh, tonight we'll get right into the episode. We'll make sure everybody has their sleep timer set, depending on the podcast app of your choice. Looks like, uh, you know, it looks like Spotify is getting better stuff for their sleep timers, Apple Podcasts, uh, Overcast just added an option on their sleep timer to stop at the end of the episode. Nice little bonus. But, you know, this is based on how I end up sleeping. And it ends up taking me about 20, uh, I usually set my timer for 23 minutes. And uh, usually that's just about right. But we're going to get into initiation here. And we start off with a cold open of Ryan Howard being stared at by Dwight. Brain teaser. Two coins. What are they? A dime and a nickel. No, one of them is not a nickel, but the other one is. I've heard them before. A man and his son get into a car accident. They're rushed to a car, a rush to a hospital. He is my son. The doctor is the boy's mother. A man is hanging from the ceiling. The ice melted. A hunter. The polar bear, because you're at the North Pole. I don't know what that one is. Those kind of brain teasers. I feel like they had a time and a place, but that time and place was in 2006, maybe a little bit earlier. I don't know. I, I can't. What was the last time anybody asked you like a cool brain teaser or something? Maybe I don't run in the right crowds for that kind of thing. But anyway, it's interesting. Some shows keep their same intro the whole time. The Office did that for the first like four or five seasons before they add any of the extra characters or footage. But we have Jan sitting in Michael's office and says, tell me what you did yesterday. Michael says nothing. He looks really annoyed that all she wants to know is how, what he did. He worked. And then went home to my condo. Carol came over. We had sex. Jan, not impressed. And uh, now Michael is telling us in a talking head, never ever sleep with your boss. I'm so lucky we only got to second base. Jan comes out to Pam and says, you need to keep a log of everything Michael does hour by hour so I can analyze it at the end of the day. Oh, that's so interesting. Is this Pretzel Day episode? Initiation? It's like a minor plot point in a... I guess, you know, normal episode. Now Dwight is asking Ryan if he's very excited or extremely excited. Ryan says, look, he spent a year here. He's got to come in or get out. Dwight's the top salesman in the company. He's taking me on my first sales call. Dwight, I am very excited. Ryan hasn't made a sale. He hasn't made an ally yet. Is he going to be a slacker, loser, wise-ass like Jim? Or is he going to join the Dwight army of champions? 
And now I have them playing some kind of generic metal in Dwight's car, driving next to a cornfield. And he stops, turns the car off. Ryan's very confused. He says, when you are ready to see the sales office, the sales office will present itself to you. Dwight gives a, a good look to the camera here, like, oh, you ready for this? Right now we're up in Stanford. Karen has a squeaky, squeaky chair. And he says, look, you took my... She tells Jim you took my chair. Jim says, I took back the chair you took from me. Jim says he can't get up all day because she's going to take it. And uh, it's a subtle change here, but Jim always wears his sleeves down in Stanford, which is like a slightly jarring look. For Jim, he goes, I wonder... I'm going to make a mental note for when he goes back to the, uh, goes back to the, uh, rolled up sleeves. Now we have, uh, Michael, the first hour that Pam is logging in the, in the daily log is Bill Cosby inversion. That one doesn't age very well in modern context. Now we have Dwight and Ryan out in the middle of a dirt field. And uh, we're back in Stanford now. Andy's trying to bait Jim out of getting out of his chair. Fails miserably. Karen says, that's all you came up with? And Andy says, I'm acting my heart out. You asked for my help and I helped. Jim, surprised that that was so bad. Now we have the intercom that says, hey, pretzels will be available in the lobby from now till 4 o'clock. Stanley stands up and bolts out of the office. Michael walks out slowly, pulls down. Pam says, once a year, they give up, you know, pretzels in a cart. It's not a big deal. To some people it is. Michael is explaining the elevator that productivity is important, but how can he be productive when there's one little thing? And that one little thing is a soft pretzel. I'm going to have my soft pretzel, head to work, and I'll be super productive. It seems that I get my productivity uh, information or mentality from Michael Scott because that has, this has been me for the past few weeks here. Just like, I just need one more thing and then all the work is going to happen or get done, you know? So Michael gets him in line, it's a very long line for pretzel day, because there's literally one tiny oven. And now we're on, we're back in the in the fields. Dwight is explaining that a client can smell bullcrap from a mile away. But he's planting a seed. Dwight runs out to his car and pulls away. Uh, speeds right away. Ryan says, of course. Now we're back on the pretzel line. Stanley says he wakes up every morning in a bed that's too small, takes a daughter to school that's too expensive. I come to work, then I get paid too little. Pretzel day, I like pretzel day. 
And we have uh, Kelly standing directly behind Michael. Blah, 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 blah. Explaining something. And Phyllis goes to give Bob Vance a kiss. And he and Stanley are like, get in the back, beat it, get out of here. And uh, you get a little, share a little high five there. Bob Vance, what a pair of Marys. Ryan. Walking through a barn. I'm going to abandon you in a beet field. Walks into the barn. Who's knocking here? Dwight. Says, hey, look. You have passed the second challenge. Welcome to Shroot Farms. And then we have Karen squeaking. Back in Stanford here, Jim starts saying, Say that you love me, fool me, fool me, go on and fool me, love me, love me, say that you... I think I had this as a ringtone for a while. I love this shot because the camera is fixed on both Karen and Jim, and then it pulls back, and Andy is like jamming. And then he goes to his talking hair. Anything but you. And then he says, whatever happened to those guys? Now we're back in line. Pam coming out of the elevator. No cuts. Just a woman I'd like to see. You read my mind. Pam says, hey, you want to authorize some checks? And he says, look, you can wait in line for me. You're an angel while I go to the bathroom. And Michael says, look, I like him a certain way, but if it gets screwed up, then this whole thing is blown. And he says, Pam, productivity starts with patience and determination. And now she's in line. And a 12 p.m. hour is stood in pretzel line. Dwight, uh, back on the farm here. He says, look, you've planted the beet seed. Uh, Ryan says, look, I was in a flat. I know that you're hazing me. And Dwight says, you think you know everything. You have to trust that other people can teach you things. If you're ready to learn. Ryan looks like he has succumbed to that lesson. He's ready to learn. And... Okay, do you have a sweet pretzel? We have 18 different toppings. Sweet glaze, cinnamon sugar, chocolate, white chocolate, fudge, M&M's, caramel dip, mint chip, chocolate chip, marshmallows, nuts, toffee nuts, coconuts, peanut butter drizzle, cotton candy bits, and powdered sugar. The, the little, like, smile on Michael's face when he says, is there a way that you could do all of them? That's good. So now Ryan is sitting in some kind of like a wheelchair, an Amish wheelchair type of thing. I don't know how Ryan knows that it's Moe's. I don't think Moe's has ever really mentioned in the episodes before this. And Dwight says, you know, Moe's is my best friend. He's my cousin. But if Ryan and I are good friends, then he won't play with him. What is the worst uh, threat to Dunder Mifflin? Flash floods? 
what is uh, Robert Mifflin's suicide, depression. And then we have Kelly and Angela in the kitchen. And Angela says, Dwight will protect Ryan. Kelly says, he's so weird. He's just individualistic. Kelly says, he's a freak. Angela says, you're a freak, and storms off. Kelly doesn't register that in any way. Just, just a sigh. What? Question for Ryan. What is Michael Scott's greatest fear? Loneliness. Maybe women. Wrong. He's not afraid of anything. I would have also accepted snakes. You cannot sell while undergoing fear. You need to vanquish fear. There's a coffin in the corner. All right, now Dwight's playing a song and Mose pops out. He says, this is over. You're a freak, I'm not doing this. Oh yeah, he says, get in the coffin. Ryan. And Mose has fear in red tape on his sh shirt. And Dwight says, where are all the animals? Now Ryan appears to be walking back to the uh, office. And uh, Dwight says that Mo sent a basket with fat back eggs and something he whittled. Now we have Andy sitting down in a chair that is squeaky. He is very frustrated instantly by that. Jim seems to hide a little bit. And Ryan ends up getting in the car with Dwight. And Dwight says, hey, look, Jim and I didn't get along, and I didn't want it to be that way again. We could be a team, unstoppable team. And Ryan says, I just wanted to go on a sales call. Dwight says, screw again, the sales call. Now we're back at Michael's office. This is a classic scene. You got him playing music. He's like doing uh, step ups in his office. You got Kevin uh, drumming with his pencil. Walk into the office. Yeah. Now we have Dwight spastically driving to the to the meeting and says like, "Look, keep the time frame in mind. Real cash. Um, you're always saying please establish a time frame. Real dollars." Questions with positive answers. And now they're walking into Axelrod Limited. Michael comes out and says, I am officially streamlining the efficiency of this corporation. Second, and I'm assisting 
increased accountability from every single one of you. I will be taking questions. Uh, <laughs> Phyllis, what's on your suit? Caramel dip. Phyllis Stanley, I want you to switch desks. We're going to restructure the physical layers of this office to maximize everything. On paper, at least. And we are, after all, a paper company. Are you with me? Are you with me? Thank you very much. Closes door. And <laughs> Ryan says, they really didn't like me. I didn't. And Dwight says, not to say it to your face. That are walking out of the office. And it says, look, it's those online paper jerks. They're going to be screwed once this whole internet fad is over. Now we've got Ryan tossing eggs at the building. Yeah, Ryan the temp. Come on. And now they're running. They got security guards coming out. Oh, they hit the CEO sign pretty good. Now we have Michael asleep at his desk. And Pam takes a call from Jan. She covers for him, says he's on a sales call. And she, you know, it doesn't show what she writes there. Now we got Ryan and uh, Dwight doing uh, some some kind of bomb, Jaeger bomb or something. And Dwight starts chanting, temp, temp, but then he says, Ryan, Ryan, Ryan. The temp agency could have sent you anywhere. And he smugly says, I think about that all the time. Michael comes out and says, hey, what time is it? 20 past 5 a.m. or p.m. Contracts came in. Caselli, this and Jello. She says, hey, this is a huge sale. He just says, good. He just rolls right out. He doesn't grab his coat, doesn't grab his briefcase. Interesting choice there, Michael. And we have Pam picks up and says, Thunder Mifflin. And says, oh my god, because it's Jim. He's trying to reach Kevin with fantasy football. He tried calling after work when he didn't think Pam would be there. And hey, why are you still there? And she says, look, Jan has me making a log of everything Michael does all day. And it's definitely awkward between the two. But it starts that way, because then, once the initial awkwardness is over, uh, Jim sits back in his chair a little bit. Definitely looks, like, nervous on the phone. And she, Pam asks, you know, what time is it out there? And, uh, felt far. Yeah. It's so good. And then we do, we, you know, we cut. And they're both, like, very comfortable on the phone. And they talk about, you know, how many words per minute you, you type. And Jim, Jim was going to brag that he can type a lot. And it's just like, uh, just like friends catching up. No need for the laugh. Now we cut again. Clearly it's like 
6 o'clock by now, maybe. Right, 5, 20, 45 minutes. Jim's got his feet up, both offices empty. It's just the two of them. It's like, this is what you waited four episodes to see, was these two. These two together. Oh, she references a blockbuster rental right here. That's a nice... Yeah, that it didn't age too well, obviously. And, uh... They reference things... They reference things to show, like, they've clearly been chatting for a while. And you, you can see a smile on his face that is, uh... It's rare. Now we have Dwight and Ryan uh, coming into the office to grab things, she says. She says bye to them. Jim mistakes the bye to them as bye to him. And says, I gotta go. And uh, awkward hang up there. Bye, Pam. Oh, I can't wait till we get to the good, the good stuff. I think we're about like, uh, well, it takes the rest of the season for the whole Karen thing to shake out. But Jim stands up, grabs his jacket, and Pam stands up. She already had hers on, heading right out. No, we have Stanley. 364 days till the next pretzel day. Gotta put that on the calendars. Uh, I guess if it's uh, you know, canon, October 19th would be pretzel day, but none of that is a concern now. Hope everybody's rested and asleep. Good night, sleep tight. This has been a great Scott production.